What's happening, weirdos? You take it away. I got to pee. <laughs> we always say it, but what a great episode. It's a really good one. Go pee pee. Guys, let's get to it as quickly as possible. This is such a special chat. We're rested. We're happy back from a little trip. Uh, and we tell you all about it. And Val is just a delight. And I can't wait for you to hear. And uh, let's see. If you want to support the show. Well, if you want to see me on tour, go to PeteHolmes.com. I'm going all over the place. Also, Largo-LA.com. If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, the next one is on May 4th. I'll be doing stand-up at Largo here in Los Angeles. And if you like the show, would you consider supporting the show by trying a Pete's Pick? This is Magic Mind. Uh, the way that I do the ads here is I find products that I actually use and I actually love, like Magic Mind, something that changed my life. Uh, I saw it online. I met the owner, the one of the founders, James Basharo, who's a, a dear friend of mine. He told me about it. He got me some. I am absolutely... Uh, I don't want to say hooked because it's not like I'm addicted to it, but it has changed my life. It has made me more productive and less stressed. I can get more done and with less resistance. Magic Mind is a elixir, basically, that helps you focus better on your work, be more creative, and drink less coffee. Athletes have Gatorade. Now creators have Creatorade. It is a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics, or nootropics, depending on how you say that, that make you focus, and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. So if you take it in the morning with your coffee, the adaptogens round out the edge the edges of that caffeine, making you less jittery from the coffee. If you drink it on its own, you don't get wired at all. You just get dialed in. It's basically flow state in a bottle. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. This stuff helps you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that flow state. It is wonderful, a secret weapon for me whenever I'm doing a podcast or sitting down to write or just sitting down to face my inbox, which always freaks me out. Magic Mind gives me the energy to do it and also calms me down and gives me the focus I need to do it. And with a money-back guarantee, any first purchase will be refunded, no questions asked, if it doesn't meet your your expectations. And we have a special offer. Go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird for a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code weird for 20% off and see what all the buzz is about. All right, everybody, let's get into it. Thank you for being here. Val's in the bathroom, so I'll say it. Get into it. Peter Potter, Peter Potter, Potty Peter Potter. Potter. Potter, Peter Potter, Potter, Peter Potter, Peter Potter. Peter Potter, Peter Potter, Oh no, this is going to keep going unless I no. stop it. What if, what if you joined, you decided to renounce the world? The world? Yeah. And okay. become a monk. Mm-hmm. And they shave your head. Okay. And they burn incense and they give you an orange robe. Okay. You're very excited. You're like, I'm finally doing it. <coughs> bless you. Sorry. <coughs> they say bless you. Mm-hmm. And now you're a monk. Uh-huh. And then you go in and you sit down and they ring a little gong and, and the leader comes out and he goes, I want to pee the party, pee the party, pee the pee the pot. And you're like, I've made a terrible <laughs> mistake. I want my hair back. I want my clothes back. Too late. They burned them. Oh, man. Pony, peony, pony, 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 pony. 
<laughs> like I and love the you, idea of going into being a monk and you have no idea what it is, what it is. <laughs> That's happened. You think I'm, I don't know why I'm so sure <laughs> I'm ge- I'm checking myself. Yeah. But I feel strongly. Remember I, I saw that monk in Los Vilas and he was like a white supremacist. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> Which it sounds... It's like the weird... Did I ever like, tell you about that monk I met that was a white supremacist? It just sounds like you misunderstood somebody's baldness. <laughs> he was... He did a load of whites with an, a red t-shirt and his towels turned orange. And he, he had, had a shaved to wear, head. And he shaved his head. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a weird one. For those He had that, weird henna tattoos on his face. On a peanut pointer? Uh, I don't get he- the... Do you know henna? I know Hannah. It's featured in Murder Mystery too. Oh, that's right. Uh, which we, uh, our new favorite movie. movie. Um, we did. Saying, we did love it. I was saying, like a monk would maybe have henna tattoos. A white supremacist would have face tattoos. Oh, uh, like, like <laughs> I get it. I get it, and I love it. For those that don't know the story, I saw a monk, and I I was like, ooh, a monk. <laughs> I've had other. It's my favorite fruit. It's my favorite kind of person. <laughs> I saw a monk fruit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I saw a monk. Okay, hold on. I saw a monk. And I was very naively like monk, probably like me. And I, I've told this. <laughs> brag bag. Oh, no, not brag bag. Just monk, probably a spiritual interest. Like yeah. a, a person who's a, <laughs> a person who's interested in spirit. And uh, so I chatted with him. And very quickly, he was like, you know, if you read the Old Testament, it talks about the mark of Jonah or something. Uh, yeah. And he he took it to mean white skin. Oh, my and like, God. And he goes, people like us, we're the chosen. And I was oh, like, no, 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 pain, no, 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 pain. no, no. And you slow it down. How he goes, do I? Put the penis in the panties. <laughs> like you slow it down like, oh. Oh, Hanapina Pana. <laughs> it's a guy just sliding on panties. Mm. Put the penis in the panties. Oh, I was thinking... We don't have to get into it. We don't have to get into what It was going to be dirty. Can I tell you something? Yes. One. You're just going to tell me anything? Are you you just now thinking of it? The movie, say anything. One of my favorite movies of all time. Also, Leela just pulled this at bedtime where she was like, asked for water and then asked for crackers, just the classic toddler thing. And then she was like, and I just need one more thing. And I was, was like, thinking what, what are you trying to decide right now what it is? And she's like, no, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could see it. Rob Schneider <laughs> in an Adam Sandler movie being like, or Sandler. Yeah. No, no, I know. know what it is. is and it is a thing <laughs> that i will tell you now look we were on vacation we'll get to that but we watched murder mystery one of the nights because we were just having such a great day we watched murder mystery two and, and then, then we were we've... like this this really wet my appetite for murder, murder mystery, mystery one, one. And there's a part where he goes, in, he's on the plane and Jennifer Anderson, his wife, goes into the first class to get earplugs <laughs> and she stops and there's a bar. And I've been on transatlantic flights that have like a stand-up bar like that. It's like a bar. Oh, it's amazing. not, yeah, it's crazy. It's not, it's exactly, it's like, like a bar on the Enterprise. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, a yeah. ship bar. Yeah. And she sits there and she's chatting with this very good looking man who's like kind of flirting with her. And then Adam Sandler goes looking for her, opens the curtain from coach to first class, sees this man touching his wife's shoulder in a flirtatious way and goes, 
no way. There's a bar on this plane. (laughs) That those movies. Look, we're not going to talk about them. I'm going to put a limit on this. We can't talk about it play by play because we will. We would. We absolutely would. The humor of those movies so perfectly captures a couple that's been together a while that loves each other. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's not, it's not a, and I don't even feel this way about us. We have a different kind of thing going on, but it, it still is there, cozy. We have a little bit about it. We have of some it. of that, but yes, it is I wouldn't thing. say, if I was describing us, yeah. I wouldn't be like, well, the, the heat is off. No, no. <laughs> but neither oh, no, is no, no. their heat off. Their no, heat isn't off. No, I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was just thinking like, the, that's the gimmick of those movies, which is so... It just totally works. Yes, yes. Which is a couple who are, are so familiar with each other. That and they can break each other's balls, but they still love each other. That's right. And, and they're bleeding into one another. They're enmeshed. Yeah, they're, they're a little enmeshed. And they're in these this adventure situation, but they still keep having like petty arguments. And he keeps being obsessed about food. And yeah. there's a scene where one of the villains makes fun of Jennifer Aniston's shoes for being from Marshalls. Yeah. And Adam Sandler goes, hey, they got name brands now. <laughs> and we laughed. We rewound it. We played it back so many times. It, it's like, it's in the middle of like, they're being held up at gunpoint. Like yeah. it's a perilous situation. And she's like, you with your stupid shoes from Marshalls. Hey, and he says, <laughs> he says it. That's the key. She doesn't say, hey, they have name brands now. That's yeah. not funny. No. He's been married to this woman so long that he gets updates on Marshalls. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he, been there with her. He knows what she says about it. And yeah. he, and then out of love, he's he says it. Her. Hey, they have he's, name brands now. He's remembered it. He's defending her. It's so it loving also, to me. It, it, I know. It's, it's, it's the kind of... Not, not to give it too much, but like when we can love each other, like the story I told, like Val needs to go to the bathroom. She's got to go. She's <laughs> she'll talk to you for four hours, but she'll pee her pants. She's got to go. And like how I what I mean, there's a million peccadillos for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 something. something. <laughs> no, like You're, you would be like Pete's going to eat that whole bag of pretzel chips. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they got name brands now. I would, I feel like. It doesn't matter. We don't need an example for me. I love that you got one. <laughs> I love you. that you won. I'm just really? kidding. I'm just I kidding. Feel like, yeah, I feel like you won in this situation because I can't think of something that would be like a, a oh, no, pillow. Zero. Speaking I would of, say for years it would be like something social as well. Like I've, we've had. We've talked. We've, to, that's why I don't need one. Right. This whole but what I was going to say is swaths of it. We've had social situations where people come up and I go, just a heads up. Pete's being really weird tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something you'd see in Murder Mystery 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which if I were given the script to write, I would have a panic attack. Because I'm like, how do you do that? How do you get it so clean? I know. It sounds like we're kidding. I'm not kidding. It's Maybe it sounds like very good move. Very I good loved movies. both of them. But we were also on. Va- I love both of them. But also we were on vacation. Here's what I want wanted to say yes up top please i was like when i'm remember we we've talked about the bit that in the you know in nursing homes currently or maybe 10 years ago they get old people and they put them in a room and they play (laughs) they play that song yes 
and the old people wipe away a tear, like someone who hasn't moved in 10 years, <laughs> suddenly like dancing slowly with a plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, music you, brings them to life. Yes. And you, everyone, the music from their, from their time. time yeah. and, and of course, the, the obvious punchline is it'll be funny when I'm in a wheelchair and I'm wearing like, you know, many blankets and they're like, somebody once told me <laughs> yeah. and I wipe away a tear. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was thinking about it, like for realsies. What will I really do? Um, this is weird. I guess in this situation, you are somewhere else. You're not. I'm gonna. You're not dead. Uh, you're just in another room. Um, you're in my room. We're roommates. Okay. But what I like to do is listen to this podcast, and oh. I've decided. Let me. This is. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me, let me finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But um, two things. One, I was like, I'll be old, and I'll. Uh, hopefully my heart will be soft and I won't be mad at me for talking too much. Uh-huh. I'll just be like, that's how we were. She was an angel. <laughs> and you're like, I'm right here, Diggis. You know? And I'm like, I know. And you still do it. They have name brands now. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully I'll, I'll forgive myself for blabbering. Because I have we have listened to this podcast and I'm always like, I wish you would talk more. Because I love when you talk. Mm-hmm. Going to work on that this episode. Just not right now. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, shut up for a sec. Then I was like, it'll be the future. Obviously I'll be, I'll be like, let's say I'm 89 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. So AI is going to be at a point where we can load all every episode of we made it weird and you made it weird. Brody, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to stick an awesome point, dude. He's just, he's just <laughs> all over me. He was just licking. He was licking and sticking. Um, what? <laughs> uh, anyway, so there'll be, an AI program where we can interact. You and I, as old people, will be able to interact and have conversations with 44, 34-year-old ah, versions of ourselves. Okay. Which I'll do for hours. Like, I think nursing homes in the future with AI are going to be off the hook. Mm, like, people are going to be putting on virtual reality helmets and going deep. Into Like, a past. little bit of morphine and a... Mm. Like I actually, it makes me hopeful yeah. that virtual reality and AI loading all of their favorite stuff. Like my dad would just, you know, when he's in a home, hopefully it'll be there. He'll just have fucking, he'll have a cigarette with Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And he's in his young body and, and just having a blast. Like, yeah. meanwhile, you know, in reality, he just pooped in a pan, <laughs> you know, but, but it doesn't matter because he's in Vegas in 1971, you know, and he's like, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> and then old Blue Eyes goes, it's the craps table. <laughs> you are the champion of the world. Thank you. <laughs> it is interesting to consider that this conversation will be at some point datum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plural of data. <laughs> so stupid. Will be data uh-huh. for how they construct the AI. Mm-hmm. Meaning I'm not flattering myself like we're so special we'll get an AI. I yeah, mean AI everybody. will be able to do anybody. Yeah, yeah. But there'll be more data for us. Right. And it'll be more. So when people sometimes message or comment on a post like I can't. A dream of mine is to be on this podcast. Well, in the future, you'll be on anybody's podcast. You mm-hmm. want to be on Joe Rogan? Here's your boom. You're on Joe Rogan. Yeah. There he is saying exactly what he would say, but you can up the levels and make him more interested in you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when Conan's really enamored with a guest, you can be like, I want to be like 
put it at like nine. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk that much. I just want him to tell me how great I am. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. I can be on films to be buried with. Then, yeah, exactly. And then make Brett fall in love with That's me right. slowly. It'll be hard to hear over the sound of his rubbery expanding erection. But yeah, you could be on the podcast. <laughs> I put that in. His leather, British, uh, like a leathery, like an erection in leather pants. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's exactly what I meant. But I meant that the erection was so vigorous mm. that it was creating its own friction, just its own emergence. Sure. Created a tension oh. that bared a sound. He's actually not wearing pants in your fantasy. <laughs> Jeez, I'm crow. You said- uh, no, I know, I know. But here's here's the twist. Yeah. Although I'd love your input on all of this. I've decided that's how I'm gonna become enlightened is Uh I'll be old Uh and more surrendered Mm -hmm. and more wise. And I'll have a conversation with this version of myself where I'm like full of all these ideas that in my youth, I don't even fully understand. And I'll say them back to myself as an old man who will be fertile enough to receive them. Cause I don't think I'm, I'm not waiting to learn something new. Mm. I'm waiting for there to be a shift in my own spiritual fertility. So as I'm old, I will enlighten myself as an AI of myself. (laughs) So that's how I've decided I'm going to do it. I like it. That's very cool. I mean, some would say, you having, you having a conversation <laughs> with yourself about enlightenment is what this podcast is. Okay. You are my spiritual <laughs> angel. I do want to say, I do want to say, of course I want to say it's in my own defense. It's the most <laughs> obvious thing. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I, I do want to say. That? It's a, I the do. thing where he's like, having said that, like, why do we have to say, yes. say something and then say, having said that? <laughs> it's because you're going to negate it. Right. Hardcore. Yeah. What am I explaining this to you? You knew that. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. <laughs> sorry. Please go ahead. You know what? Table for one at Chili's. I'm going to go. <laughs> To a table for one at Chili's, and I'll be there until I cool down. <laughs> like, it's not a protest. It's not a punishment for you. I'm not mad. It's a timeout for me. <laughs> and I'm going to get bony buffy wings that, let's be real, looks like a little bowl of diarrhea. It does. Oh, it it does. looks like somebody chunked in a it basket did. with a tissue in it. Yeah. And everyone who's ever eaten boneless buffalo wings at Chili's has, has had to unconsciously and maybe even a little consciously go let's not think about how this looks like a species of bird that doesn't poop white had chunky dunks yeah it does look <laughs> like, like diarrhea like and bird it's, diarrhea it's like foreshadow <laughs> <laughs> because it will it's be a diarrhea it's, a, it's little, a preview it's a little in preview. a world <laughs> where you're you about these, to eat these this shit <laughs> You're getting too old for this shit. That's that's like a Doug Benson joke. Shout out to Dougie B. Dougie B. His joke is he was taking poop that was taking so long. He was like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Isn't that great? Also, one of my favorite Doug Benson moments is in Super High Me, where he's parasailing and he says, I know The movie you know where this. he plays a guy named Jaime? Yeah, Super Jaime. Super Jaime. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it's not socially appropriate anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, but he's parasailing and he says, I think I finally found the perfect place to fart. <laughs> that is really. <laughs> I think about it all the time. 
It is the perfect it's place the to fart. It's the perfect place to fart. If I was an eclectic, eccentric billionaire, I would be like, I have a thought brewing. And they would <laughs> and fly me into yes. the sky that I met. <laughs> well, that's Jack Donaghy, Alec Baldwin, and, and 30 Rock. He says he doesn't fart except for, <laughs> wait, is it fart? Yeah. Once a year, he climbs on top of a mountain and farts for an hour. <laughs> Jack Donaghy? Yeah. That's funny. I would feel like his character farts as soon as his office is quiet. <laughs> like if people leave, he's just like... <laughs> not even a fun one. Why? Not even a fun one. Um, What was I saying? Chili's. Uh, oh, I'm going to cool yeah. out. Yeah, but before that... But in my saying, defense... Yes. You were telling me... Uh, this is so self-serving. I'll make it quick at least. My <laughs> madness, so future me mm-hmm. in a nursing home wondering why I don't let you talk more. Mm-hmm. You at one point, it's like we're in trial. <laughs> at one point, did you or did you not say <laughs> that I am the shadukaduk? I'm the, I'm the engine. You are the engine. Meaning I'm giving you, constantly giving you opportunities to respond and and, yeah. and pro- i provoke you i i'm 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 not always like this is what i'm saying yes. our relationship isn't usually like this that's true so if you talk to an ai of us that's not really like hanging out with us except that's for the true. ai program would know to tell you that yeah and could maybe adjust the level <laughs> then then it would be like us but whatever <laughs> you you gave me a very sweet compliment as someone who's very aware that that is what's happening i'm the can of yeah. soda that got shook up and it's like spearing on the spearing on the pavement spearing spearing yeah and you you get to pepper in your apricots well yeah i listened to a podcast that had basically just two me's and it was like yeah everybody got to finish their sentence (laughs) for sure but then it was like this is my christmas what you're saying is my christmas i know i'm I'm so glad we have it on the record actively right now that's so beautiful what you're giving me they finish their sentence and then there would be like kind of a pause like yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. I and you were just a little bit like, yeah, okay, let's get with it. Let's That's just me have I, a little yes. a little pace, a little pace here. <laughs> At the sacrifice of some sentences not being finished. And yeah. that's already happened. There's topics that just get tossed off the side of the speedboat. And that's it's right. But we're going fucking fast. We're Indiana Jonesin. <laughs> yeah. We're Indiana. We're not Jonesin, meaning wanting more. <laughs> we're Indiana Jonesin, <laughs> meaning we have so much. Some of it's going overboard. <laughs> How do you feel today, my love? I'm going to take, watch this. I'll take a 15 second break. I feel very good. I do want to talk about our vacation, even though it might be kind of obnoxious. I'm worried. See, it's a this little... is where I would chime in. <laughs> you can't just. This is where I would chime in. You cannot just push the this microwave. Is... I would be there for you. I would I say know. it's not. It's okay. Stop. I would green light it. <laughs> this is so terrible. I hate this. Get you the microphone back. Don't push Somebody it away and then me. scream yeah. in my face. It's called theatrics. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think you should talk about it because can I give an umbrella statement? Sure. Please. We have a spirited four-year-old, which just means we're very tired. Yeah. And one of the things, what was it you were telling me about the the marriage statisticians 
that were like having kids is terrible for relationships. Oh yeah. No. So uh, my friend saw these two, they're, they're marital experts. They're a couple. Is that in quotes on the business card? <laughs> <laughs> they're a couple or no, they're marital experts. marital experts. Hi, Jim Donnelly, marital, marital expert. expert. <laughs> it's in quotes on the card. <laughs> but they- <laughs> They are like, I don't know. No, I think I'm, they're family therapists I'm or something. I'm just wheezing the juice. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're couples therapists, I should say. And they, um, they do all these retreats and my friend went to a retreat and she n- noticed that they had one kid. And I think that was one of the things she was debating on whether to have one kid or two kid and two kids. And I guess the guy is very data informed where in the, the he woman. He has a lot of datum. He has a lot of datum (laughs) and the woman is, you know, a little bit more like somatic or whatever, but she asked the guy, she was like, I noticed you guys had one kid. Was that like a choice or, you know, and he's like, you know, yeah, that seemed like it was the right thing for us. And he was kind of like skirting around it. And she's like, but like, what does the data say? Like, just give it to me straight. And he's like, oh, the data says having kids is terrible for your marriage. Speaking of which, we're already in it. Like we're in the danger zone, meaning just one. So everybody, everybody can have as many or as few children as they'd like. Absolutely. And uh, I was not surprised by that. Mm -hmm. And... I, d- I don't say this defensively. I think we're pretty pure on this podcast. Yeah. Honest. Yep. In fact, I, I had a non-specified drug experience somewhat recently. <laughs> and um, I that was one of them. I was like, I, I was very touched by this, this mm. podcast. Mm. I kept, remember, I was like, this is the, that's like one of the most pure things I do. Yeah, that's right. So that I forgot about that until this moment. Me too. But, um... I'm just kidding. I thought it'd be funny to be quiet just for a long, quiet moment. Oh, it wasn't. (laughs) It also wasn't a long moment. To me, it was. (laughs) Yeah, that was excruciating to you. If it's not overlapping talking, it's silence. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And yet I hate shows like Gilmore Girls. I hate shows like Veep that are like just too high paced. Well, I don't know if you want to on the record that you don't like that. (laughs) I am aware that both Veep and Gilmore Girls and a lot of shows like it. Yeah. What are other ones? Just what, fast the West paced. Wing. West. Well, I, I like I West Wing because it's not trying to be it's funny. About men. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you know who it's about? <laughs> People who take care of business, and if that happens to be men, oh, uh, like I'm sorry, we didn't apologize. We were too busy. Me. TC and B. Um. No this one. This is a JK, by the way. No, Everybody co- relax. Totally. <laughs> Nobody takes care of more business than fucking Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> That's very funny. She really does. Though. I have a line in my act right now, which is when you, when men pee, this, you pee and then you shake it and you go flap it, flap it, flap it. I'm like, it's a wonder any of you listen to us. Because yeah. every man throughout history was like, tinkle, tinkle, flap it, flap it, flap it. Like, I just know. keep that in mind. I know. If some guy's giving you a hard time or, or mansplaining or, or at a podium uh, giving a, a big oration. Yeah. No, I think we do. I think we keep that in mind. All right. I, I wish you didn't. <laughs> you just said we should. Well, I'm a con- I'm a television that changes its own channels. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Um, so. Oh, uh, uh, Mexico. Here's Mexico. the umbrella statement. Oh, yes. And was the data. The marriage. Yeah. Kids are terrible for your relationship. Look, Leela, if you end up having an AI conversation with us, just know we are over the moon with you. We love you. We Obsessed. support you. 
I don't even consider my life to have really started until you mm, showed up yeah. in, a, in a very big way. Yeah. That being said, you and I, you, Valerie, and mm. I have a pre-existing romance. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. hadn't, it's very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the cliche, obviously, is that uh, when parents like us do have a date night, you get a sitter and go on a date, which we do. Yeah. You know, two things are true. One, you only have the kid to talk about. Yeah. Because that's your life. Yeah. So it's all consuming. Every couple knows you're like, you finally, you know, you get this time just to yourselves and you just show each other videos and you laugh and you're just kind of. The other thing is you're very tired. Yeah. (laughs) So we did this. So this is the umbrella statement. First, I want a green light. I don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's that fancy. We went away for four days. She was with her grandmother. So it was a short trip, but it was the first trip we've taken. And within 30 minutes of the trip, we were like, this was the most, you know how in like in Denmark, they're like, well, I went into the doctor and I had one nose hair that was very painful to pull out, but he did extract it. Where is this going? And it stung my nose so much that a single tear formed. It did not fall on my face, but it formed in the corner of my eye. So doctor filled out form and my place of employee gave me three weeks off. <laughs> like, like they, it seems like, it seems like I'm teasing. I kind of am. But I'm, it's, 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 it's out of, they gave me three weeks paid vacay to be on beach, remember the hair, um, my, my, my choosing or no, I could recall the tear and allow it to have a expression as uh, a spinaka down my face. My but, choosing or no. My choosing or no, I could recall the, uh, the tear. Um, everything is paid for by government. I'm also given a per diem. It's so rare. <laughs> it's so rare. I don't know where you're going with something. I know. That was fun. Was a surprise. That was fun. And it was so good. It's so you really did. I, of course, I knew where I was going, and I was like, I can't believe Val. It's very rare that you don't oh, aren't ahead of me. It was so good. But like jokes aside, Denmark and other countries like it. I, I don't know if Sweden. I'm guessing everything Denmark does, Sweden is also doing. Yeah, we do too. Uh, also, us. We get three weeks for nose hair too. <laughs> oh yeah. And we're over here being like, if you lose uh, some major organ, yeah. you're expected to be in work that Monday. <laughs> yeah. Brutal childbirth. You have a child. Oh, you get like whatever it is. Yeah. The minimum. Uh And for real, for real, other countries just have this understanding. So that health and wellness is married to vacation. Uh, Yeah. We are, nobody needs me to say this, but we are so much a culture that celebrates. I don't even take my sick days. Right. I work on the weekends. Like I work at night. Like I bust my ass. We love those stories. And I'm not saying I'm pretty fucking American in that sense. Like I, I love a good, you know, Steve Jobs in his garage making Apple happen. I love those stories for mm-hmm. sure. But when we went on this vacation, I know it wasn't an illness, but it was a certain level of fatigue mm-hmm. that only happens when you have an entire separate nervous system, emotional yeah. uh, storm. And uh, that's needs, tied to yours. It's tied to yours that you care about more than yours. That has to <clears> pee, <throat> that has to eat, that has psychological needs and social needs and physical needs, mm-hmm. constant needs. And you're there too. And I, I don't do well 
uh, with gear shifting, but I'm constantly doing it. I, it's totally fine. I don't think Leela knows that. I'm just constantly, you just do it. You just you have, have to fucking to. do it. Yeah. So you and I, as a couple, start to, we always make the effort to be affectionate, mm-hmm. um, to stay intimate, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to stay close. Yeah. And 30 minutes into this motherfucking vacation, and this is just the umbrella statement, I was like, oh my God, Denmark is right. There's nothing like getting away. Yeah. It should be on the back of the $20 bill. Like, don't forget, <laughs> why is E Plurb out of many one? Get the fuck out of here. How about take a break, Dan? Walmart doesn't own your soul. That should be on that fucking pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Take a break, Dan. Walmart doesn't own your soul. And the and we have the technology the name should change depending on who looks at Ooh, it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you just like tur- you know shift it. Of course. And then it, yeah. Which is an even funnier reason to change your name to Twat Monster. <laughs> oh <my laughs> just God. to see it on American currency. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's my umbrella statement and I just want to I want to green light you. Now it's all you. Another break. Another break. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more and that is you know, well, first of all, for the fact checkers who, when you said that we, when you said that we just, this, we hadn't taken a trip like this or whatever, we, we had taken trips where you were on tour and I got to go with you, but we hadn't done like a vacation. Like you are getting on a plane, going somewhere, relaxing by ourselves since Lila was born. And that is a really big difference. Can I interject? Not interject. I'm going to put this to you. Remember just how happy we were on the plane? I know. I'm getting to all that. I'm sorry I'm not getting it no no I, I just don't want you to forget <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm putting a nickel in your jukebox because <laughs> what you said it's like going on tour with me forget it yeah. that's not a va- vacation i know you know this that's like the voice of my pain body is this yes. isn't a vacation for me this is i carry it with me and yeah. it's hard yeah um to get even just at the airport like there is something about the word vacation to like labeling it this is a vacation and then going somewhere that is a vacation destination. I yeah. think all of this added to it. And telling everyone, in my case, yeah, I'm on, on vacation. vacation. Yeah. And I can't... The phone, guys... I I was getting too bad with the phone. Like, I was getting bad with the phone. I, and my, my ego wants to say, which is still pretty good. But for me, yeah. it was getting a little nasty. So like to put the phone in the drawer yeah, and just, and you give Nana the info of the hotel, meaning if there's an emergency, mm-hmm. you can call the hotel. They know where you are. Yeah. They know where we are. We have yeah. these reservations at dinner. They can come and get us with the red telephone yeah. and you answer it and you go, huh. that would have been weird. <laughs> but like the phone <laughs> in the drawer is a vacation telling everyone I'm on vacation, like just four days, guys, just give me four days. Well, and so beyond the, like, you know, it just, for our relationship, it's not like we were even really bickering or anything. It's just where we were getting so fatigued. We were both just trying to survive. Mm. So then having space for each other, which I just want to name this phenomenon. Cause I'm sure it's relatable for people with kids it's and and even people with hard, stressful jobs who are trying to be in a relationship yeah there there were times where 
you know, I would have just given everything to Leela, laid it all out on the court. And then you would maybe even be in a good mood or be telling me something like about your job that you're happy about. Well, and a joke in our relationship is like big champagne news will come in. Yeah. And I won't get to tell you until a week later. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like that for sure. And then even sometimes I'm, I would be so exhausted. You would tell me and I would be like, I feel like I don't even have like an ounce left to give mm. to like get excited or laugh at your joke or, do, yeah. you know, and that is the part that's like, that just does need to be mourned a little bit. Not that we won't get back there, but that in this season of our life, you know, there was a time when that was my whole life was you yeah. and, and was us, f- was us, was us being yeah. able to be like an audience for each other and a whole support team and all of that. Something that hadn't happened. We'd get, we were on vacation long enough to be on so many dates that we actually like ran out of like, things to say yeah i don't mean we were bored and i mean i was like oh my god this used to be part of our life Mm -hmm. now i'm just asking you what historical figure would you like to meet like like asking like date questions yes um but and also i think it is important you mentioned we we, you kind of had a revelation where it was like sometimes when i think we've shared on the podcast when I'm with a friend that I love, especially if I don't totally feel safe with them, you know, I will mirror them and that'll be really hard for you because it feels like I've abandoned you. Mm. And you mentioned, remember this? You were like, I think also a part of that is they're getting like first date Val. Yeah. And you remember getting that. And, and that'll stoke a weird, like I don't consider myself a jealous person, but I'll be like, wait, full cylinder Val just showed up for this person. And I'm like, I do miss that. Yeah. And that's, and I miss being able to be that for you. And I'm sure it goes the same, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way, but it is. Yeah. So just the exhaustion of life being, I mean, it really, she takes a huge chunk out of the pie chart of everything in our life as she should. But the, yes, I also will go ahead. I because I was gonna go ahead. Okay, so I also so that was our relationship, how it was affecting our relationship. But then also, I just straight up was not being the parent that I want to be. And you know, I want to again greenlight this for people. I think that does happen. Let's even say a few times a day, you have moments where you're like, come on, this is not the parent I wanted to be. Because when you had these dreams of the type of parent you wanted to be, you didn't factor in that you were exhausted and triggered and had other things in life to do. And yeah. yeah, And so I just, but I had fallen into like, I really am just trying to survive at this point. So I'm getting more frustrated. She is in this stage that is challenging for me. It's she's four and she's doing things like you get her, a, you know, a toy and an ice cream and take her to the zoo. And then she, she asks for more toys and then you yeah. say no. And or then another she's, ice cream or another ice like, cream. 
and Buddy, then we, we, that's not how things work. And, yeah. And it, but it leads to like a meltdown. Or and something. then, yeah, she throws a fit. That's like, clearly I have a story in my mind about like a spoiled brat being like, I want, I want the Oompa Loompa now. Exactly. And I'm yeah. so afraid of her being that, even though that's developmentally, so that's it's totally appropriate. But the fear, the fear seeps in. Yeah. So I, I, really I know I'm not parenting that. when I want, how I want to parent. When I catch myself saying to Leela, like, Trying to reason with her like a grown up, where I'm like, yeah. we already had pizza. Yeah. And then I, but what's happening is your heart is breaking that I think, not to be really me about it, but what you're running into is my thing. It's like the world doesn't really work in, in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, you can eat pizza, you can eat ice cream, you can get a toy. Sometimes you, there's still a lack. In yeah. fact, that's one of the things, it's sort of devastating to say this is that she's learning. Yeah, she is. Is that it's like, yeah, it never stops. Yeah, you the have needs, a want monster. The wants never stop. Right. A lot of grown-ups don't know this. Yeah. But you just have to be like, life has a lot to do with how you respond to not getting what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. And, and what I keep trying to teach her and then getting really frustrated that she can't do it but of course she can't again, most adults can't do this is just see like, you can either think about what you don't have, or you can think about what you have. Like that's the choice right. that you have right, right now. And you know, of course she can't, she can't be like, oh, you're right, mama. I'm so glad I got that ice cream two hours that's what ago. I mean. you know? So like, this is this not going to be able to this do is it. The umbrella point is like, then you go away and you, you recharge and yeah. we had, a reconnection where day one, we went to a part of Mexico that's only two hours away. Mm-hmm. So it was a short flight. And yeah. the first day we got there, we just immediately like remembered one another. Yeah. And again, just, um, that, instantly my ego wants to say, it's not like we forgot each other, but like no. to a certain extent we had forgotten what it was like to be just us. Yeah. We've forgotten that we had that mode that yeah. is really, truly just like, locked on romantic and then there there might even be people i i I don't know there are certainly people in the world that would be like yeah i just wouldn't do that you four-year-old you got to stay with them that's that's the deal that's what you signed up for sure and i'm like that's what's sort of fucked about our understanding of vacation here and by the way it doesn't have to be a trip to mexico i'll Mm -hmm. i'll check our fanciness or privilege there yeah but just getting away in any capacity Mm -hmm. most of it was a quiet room where you and i could hang out and just be together even though we were in mexico you know we didn't watch a lot of tv but we watched murder mystery you can do that anywhere you can do that on on your phone (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we just wanted to unplug and get away and and then you come back and you are the parent you want to be yeah i had these there was one little work thing that came through, but on vacation, I was able to access gratitude for my, my job. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of absurd. Mm-hmm. My dream job, but it doesn't matter if you're, and being a, being a parent to Leela is also a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Everything that never gets disrupted, that never gets a little bit of release. Mm-hmm. I, so my job can, I can lose touch of it. And I'm like, I just start thinking of it as work. Yeah. And then my friend Peter was like, do you want to work? And I was like, I was like, not really. And then I thought about it and I was like, you mean play with dolls? Cause we're <laughs> writing a script together. And I was like, what I do for work is play with dolls. Yeah. Like if he was like, do you want to play? You know, mm-hmm. that's just not how we talk. But after 
our, our break, I was like, once you were rested, you I could see clearly on about, yeah. I think that's what it is, is it's rest is so important and so unappreciated in, in Western society because what it gives you is clarity. Like you, it's like recalibrating and you're now seeing things yeah. correctly. That's right. Exhaustion just hazes everything and, and it makes it really impossible. Even, and, and also it does wear like the wear and tear of your body is yeah. noticeable. I mean, this obviously why, we know this stress is the worst thing for you. This is why timeshares are so easy to sell. Yeah. It's why so many people get hoodwinked into buying a timeshare yeah. when, because they'll tell you the stats, the physical stats, the psychological stats, the relational stats, couples that go on. <laughs> <laughs> Couples that go on vacations, whatever. Yeah. Your body, your circulatory, like your stress. Yeah. Don't buy a timeshare, guys. Just try to make a an effort to green life. This is who I'm talking to. There's some people that are like, yeah, sounds great. Wish I could. Yeah. And I get that. I've been in places like that in my life many, many times. There's also people that are like, I would, but it just doesn't seem socially okay i'm like yeah i can give yourself the green light it's it was it's a life like i feel like it yeah it got a blood transfusion or something and it was so simple guys we so we simple. were laying around we lay that we was the best around. part we, we have to go to the mid-rolls let's come back and talk about i also want to talk about when we come back um how i took a break from even spiritual yeah. study mm-hmm. and that was huge yep when literally two minutes, I've been trying to do better. I'm typing out the ads now. Oh yeah, so you I have said a script, that. I so I can it. do them faster. So it it literally is uh, a little over, but two minutes. So uh, we'll be right back. We talk a lot about anxiety and depression on this show, and I've personally struggled with both, and I have friends uh, who have been debilitated, completely derailed by both. And I also have friends whose lives have been transformed by guided ketamine therapy. So I'm so happy to be working with Mindbloom for this episode because sometimes it's not as simple as a new therapist or exercise, meditation, or diet. Sometimes you need something new to unlock your brain, and maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from Mindbloom. There's a new tool to improve your mental health at home ketamine therapy. At home! And Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. In fact, in a study of over 1,200 Mindbloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only two sessions. It's incredible. And right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W and use promo code Y-M-I-W. Like, you made it weird. Y-M-I-W. So take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mindbloom. Mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W and use promo code Y-M-I-W. We are also brought to us by our friends at Blue Land. Did you know we are eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yeah, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. Luckily, our friends at Blue Land set out to do something about it, to eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the products we reach for the most, like hand soap. 
Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap bottles and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive uh, carbon emissions. It's a huge waste, not to mention the nasty ingredients in them like chlorine and ammonia. But Blue Land is reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet by offering endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Just fill the bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all with clean ingredients you can feel good about. No more bulking cleaning supplies on your grocery run. And refills start at just $2.25. That gets even lower if you subscribe or buy in bulk. I recommend their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started and comes in beautiful light scents, such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And Blue Land has an offer just for weirdos. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product and get cleaning products that I love the look of and love that they're good for you and good for the planet. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash YMIW. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash YMIW. That's blueland.com slash YMIW. We're back. Um, <laughs> and we're back. You, you got it. It was, it was just the basic idea that even the things that you do in the real world, I was actually talking to my friend Chris today about how stress can be a gift because it can motivate you to do spiritual practice mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And once we removed stress, I got out there. I was like, I'm going to rip through this book. I'm going to read the course. I'm going to read Rupert, all these things. I got into a peaceful place and I was like, it just seemed like the clearest thing in the world. It was like, do nothing. Yeah. Do nothing. That doesn't mean do drugs and get drunk and watch movies. I yeah. mean, like really just relax in the afterglow of what you've already done. Yeah. Can you just stop and yeah. stop thinking it's the next lesson or the next chapter or the next this or the next, or it's my AI conversation with myself. Mm. Just be at peace Yeah. now and, and ride it out. Cause these magical places and this, these beautiful staffs and these beautiful people that conceive of resorts and yeah. or whatever it might be that like, we're going to make a place mm -hmm. where people can, and not everybody does it. We see a lot of people on vacation that very are, stressed out, <laughs> very stressed out or they're, this is my judgment. And I'll own it. I'm, I'm fully judging. They're on their phones. They're, at, mm -hmm. I, I'm at, they're watching them at dinner. There's a glorious sunset and they're texting. I'm like, yeah. or they're Instagramming. And I'm just like, look, first of all, we're so darling. I understand like human beings were so darling. I get it. Yeah. But stop proving you're here. Yeah. And just be and just here. fucking be here. This is, it's ending. Yeah. Your life is slipping through your fingers and you're, and you're auditioning seven Instagram pictures of you fucking idiots. Just be here. Yeah. Anyway. I had a, um. I had a, the same kind of moment with the spiritual text where I was reading a Thich Nhat Tan book and that was the first morning we were there. You were still asleep and I was like out on our deck and we were in the jungle, in the trees, like in a tree house, in the trees. And there was every kind of possible sound a bird could make because there's all these different tropical birds. I got, I got something on that. Yeah, I keep going. And And these like gorgeous birds flying by and... And I was like reading about being fully present with your life. Yeah. And and I just, it felt like, I felt like Thich Nhat Hanh was there and was just going, put down the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what are Stop you it. doing? Stop it. Dude, it, I had the same, 
I didn't realize until this moment that I had the same exact experience. So we were in the hungle mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and I was like, I'm going to listen to some music. And I, I like listening to, there's one artist I like named Calm Whale. Calm oh. Whale. Is that an artist or a whale? <laughs> <laughs> you are very funny. It's one of the upsides of the YouTube algorithm. They realized I was listening to kind of like instrumental, like hand pan, like Mm. shamanic drumming and very chill, ambient music. Beautiful. Yeah. And they recommended them to me. And anyway, I I don't even, I didn't even put on Conwell, but I put on somebody like that. Mm -hmm. So I got my earbuds in, which is what I always do. I'm like, I'm going to escape. And I put my earbuds in and I'm listening to it and it's playing like, Jungle sounds. The sounds that are actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> I just, luckily, the absurdity hit me immediately and I yeah. just took them out and it was like, so reading, I actually, I'm home, we're home now. Yeah. And I had a gorgeous, I don't know, session sit this morning yeah. where I read from a course the Course in Miracles, and I also I'm um, I'm reintegrating Rupert Spira, who's a great mm-hmm. teacher of mine, um, into my life. Rupert is a lot more gentle than the Course. The Course is, as I always say, is pretty metal. It's mm-hmm. very like intolerant. Mm-hmm. That's not right. It's not, that's not true. That's not true. I take the word intolerant back. It's just very fierce. Mm-hmm. And Rupert is very gentle. And I'm like. on the vacation, I was like, oh my God, I need to be blending these. Like Mm -hmm. read some of this, Mm -hmm. then read Rupert, because they agree with one another. Just one is like the band Corn, and one is Sweet Buttered Corn in Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Both Corn. (laughs) Both Corn. I can't stress this enough. They're both Corn. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I forget where I was, but oh, this morning. Yeah. So coming back to this life and the stress of this life, and when I say stress, I don't really mean, I mean lack of control. Yeah. Where we were, we had a lot of control. We could like, just do whatever we wanted. Exactly. And and the way that everything was set up, we were just like felt held. Yeah. And now we're back here and I love it. But not only do I love it, but the conflict and the lack of control and the and the seeing the people and the Leela needs this and that and then traffic or whatever it might be. Yeah. I was like, that actually is a gift for me. I can't say for everybody, mm. but that feeling of not being in control, you could also call that suffering mm. is like the shoes. I, it's like the boots I wear to climb the spiritual mountain. Yeah, Like I have to wear them. They grip me onto the mountain because when I was in Mexico reading these beautiful things and didn't have any suffering to superimpose onto the teaching. Yeah. Like, oh, that reminds me of this shitty feeling I have towards the dog or these, this conflict I had with my parents or this weird feeling I had this existential dread or when things don't go well, or what if Leela's, why is she having a meltdown without Mm. that tread on the bottom of my boot? I can't climb the mountain. I'm just like, Mm. I'm already, I'm sitting next to a, pool you know mm-hmm. so it really woke me up taking the break from spiritual practice was great yes was important. just like i'm saying impo- very important important mm-hmm. necessary yeah. and now that i'm back i can see it again and i'm like <gasps> yeah oh and, and it's how i feel about our relationship it's how i feel about parenting like, well i think it's all we talk about this all the time inhale exhale inhale exhale and yeah. and sometimes you need a big exhale which yeah. is just four days Phone in a drawer. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you're saying that because that this is 
you know, uh, Cho Gyung Trungpa Rinpoche would talk about how like your life is spirituality. Like your everyday life is, can be your spiritual practice. And, and that is certainly true with, with everything, but with parenting, I see it the most, of course it's grist for the mill. Like it's, it is constant surrender. And the, the reason why it's challenging is because it's pointing to these greater truths that we have difficult swallowing and accepting, yeah. which is we're never in control and we really want to be. Everything is impermanent. Everything is always changing. The things that you love the most are fragile and will die and will change. And there's oh God, so much risk to, to li- yeah. living. Like, there all these things that are so hard and when i'm exhausted and frustrated it's very hard for me to remember that this is the spiritual practice it's can i just like open my tight fist yes a little bit can i breathe into the parts that have this become rigid yes. can i invite space and just go like this is chaos and it's fine and it's beautiful and it's all perfect and it's fine too quick first of all you're lovely beautiful genius perfect (laughs) expect nothing less (laughs) two things one i saw dr andrew huberman who i enjoy quite a bit posted that it was like five minutes a day of sighing is like as mm. beneficial as all of these other things. It was crazy. The data on yeah. sighing was yeah. huge. I knew sighing was huge. I didn't, I love that. And they're like for overall mood improvement and like regulation uh. and all that stuff. So it's breathing in your nose to max, then a little bit more and then a sigh. You do that yeah. for five minutes. And I've been doing it in moments. I did it at the airport when you were in the bathroom. Mm. And, just like, <sighs> and you're yeah. just like, five minutes of that, you're fucking golden. That's yeah. a great practice. Two, the course, uh, a course in miracles, started the 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 very fierce um, metaphysics, meaning the only true reality is God, and 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 life therefore is kind of a play, is is how I might say it. Uh-huh. The course would say it's an illusion, which can get kind of freaky deaky, little little kind of like flippy in your stomach, like mm-hmm. the ground is dropping out beneath you, and it can be a little weird. So I started getting um, freaked out a little bit, yeah, um, from the course. And I think that's normal because I was reading the course. I kept going. Yeah. And it says things like if if your learning causes depression, um, you've forgotten the the point of the curriculum. Mm. And the point of the curriculum is peace. And the point of the curriculum is is love and to be in love and to and to recognize your true nature, which by the way, most spiritual practices at their to quote Richard, Richard were at their deeper levels, huh? Is about <laughs> recognizing your true self. Again, it's just kind of using a, a, a bigger, blunter instrument. So anyway, I was having like this slight panic and just was finding a lot of resistance and yeah. fear. And so I called David Nickturn, who's our, our dear friend and teacher, a Buddhist teacher. And he, what a privilege to be able to call him. And he's always, he's such a mensch and he was yeah. so available for me. Yeah. And he did the most brilliant, beautiful thing. First of all, he totally was like, look, 
it sounds like you found this great thing and it's giving you absolute truth. Like the, like he's like, no one can argue mm-hmm. that everything is already passed. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about the cup is already broken. Leela is already an old woman. Like everything, mm-hmm. there's no true permanent happiness here. It's all impermanent. It's all passing. It's all this. He's like, mm-hmm. no one can argue with that. Yeah. So he gave me, it, that's what was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was like I was on a ledge mm-hmm. and he was like, you're right. Yeah. He was like, you're <laughs> right. You like he was like Leela is already, you know, old an old woman. Yeah. You're already dead. Yeah. Like he was like correct. Yeah. And there's something behind this that is timeless, eternal, unborn, never dies, and that's the only real truth. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Yeah. He goes, but you got to remember relative truth. Yeah. It's like there's absolute truth, and I know you've said this before. Yeah. And there's relative truth, and he's like, so Leela's already an old woman. She's also your four year old daughter. Yeah. And those kisses are amazing yeah and you're already dead you're also sitting in this chair having a conversation with valerie yeah and i was and he was like not only do these things create each other Mm. relative truth creates absolute truth and absolute Mm -hmm. truth kind of creates relative truth yeah they need each other yeah he's like and you your job so if we draw two circles Mm -hmm. you're in the overlap Mm. and he's like because if he had been like, it sounds like A Course in Miracles is kind of nuts and you should stop. Right. You I would, would have, have been resisted like, that. Like a parent. Of course. Like, it was like, punk rock is the devil's music. I'd be like, well, looks like I just tripled down. And I'm not saying that he, he actually seems to vibe when I share uh, the course ideas with him. Yeah. He was like, I, I'm with you. It seems like you found something that goes very deep. Yep. Don't forget the other side. Don't forget the balance. Yeah. And don't, and I was like, and I said, I was like, you just took that lead coat that they give you at the dentist. I was wearing one Mm. and you just took it off of me. Yeah. And I, I, it wasn't a one-stop shop. Like I've still had some existential anxiety Yeah. and I always just have to remember the diagram. It's like, it's, it's It's both. both. And the course says this too, just to, because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm defending it like a. Like desperately or sweaty, but it would say like this world does contain the reflection of eternal divine truth and and love, and 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 that's Mm -hmm. that it doesn't negate that. It's 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 here. It's the purpose you give this reality is Mm. is everything. Mm -hmm. The end. It was so it was so nice to have that moment. No, it. it, I know that exact feeling because Nick Turn has done that exact thing for me, and it's what I love so much about Buddhism, and he embodies it so beautifully. Is that it's always the middle way. If it's like, and there is something so cozy about that mm. where you're just it's not any extreme if you if something is extreme you have lost the balance and what what are you forgetting you're forgetting something yeah and so and, and it's that's all, what the course has to do it's like you're forgetting yeah the teacher the teacher is joy yeah god is love like you're 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 listening to your ego again that goes like, this is going to destroy us. Yeah. Awakening will destroy us. So it starts like turning on this fear. Right. And I love that the course acknowledges that, that there's mm-hmm. like a huge resistance to waking up because mm-hmm. we crave our individuality, mm-hmm. even at the cost of death or yeah. suffering. We prefer that to merge it. We're obviously not what it actually is, but what we think it is, which is a void or mm-hmm. like complete loss of identity. Yeah. But there is such a a groundedness to the, you know, there's, this is what gets sticky with the spiritual practice of 
identifying as pure awareness for me is, and I've had this from different traditions. So it's not just the course, but it's easy to, I I, want to say misunderstand, or I'm just going to say it's easy to understand the practice when you've been told like the ego is going to resist this. The ego is afraid of dying. The ego. So anytime you're in some sort of dysregulated state because of this practice, it's easy to just write that off and be like, well, yeah, your ego is resisting it because it doesn't want to die. And that isn't enough for me. Mm. I think that can get really tricky because you, you're, you're not listening to your own warning signs. Mm -hmm. And there is a way that's, that some of the spiritual practices might want you to push through that, like push through it until you have a panic attack and (laughs) (laughs) break your brain. And then you don't have an ego. And that's what I love about Nickturn and Buddhism and, and, uh, because in some practices of Buddhism for sure are more like that, but at least the, my teachers and Nick Turn is one of them has always been like, just honor it all. It's see it mm. all. You don't actually don't have to do anything. Mm. You see your ego, your ego might be panicking. Okay. Panic is arising and, and just see it like none of it is a problem. None of it is an emergency. Yes. None of it is anything you have to do. Yes. You're just Can holding I, all of it. You just, okay. So for, first of all, forgive me for flipping through this book while That's you were talking. Right. Um, that would have driven me crazy. Um, <laughs> but I knew you could handle it cause you're the queen. Um, okay. So I've decided that with my coursework, <laughs> A Course in Miracles, <laughs> which is very blah, uh, you know, metal. I've been <laughs> blending in Rupert Spira again, and it's been the absolute correct choice. And my friend Chris was like, I think, because he loves A Course in Miracles, he's the one who told me about it. He was like, I think the course is breaking up the hard frozen ground with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And then after that shattering, reading a gentle thing mm. seeps in more. Oh, and I was I like, like I texted him later. I was like, that what you said was beautiful yeah he's really smart (laughs) and he was like thank you for acknowledging that because i've been trying to speak that way more and i was like i didn't know just two dudes loving each other yeah let me read you this is okay so i can't recommend it enough um rupert will not do this podcast (laughs) i keep keep reaching out to their team but you know what's funny is when i read his books and when i watch his clips i'm like he doesn't have to do this podcast I he's just, represented. He's there. <laughs> yeah. You can find every answer to every question. In fact, what I want to read now, this is from his amazing book called You Are the Happiness You Seek. I added the emphasis. You are the you are the happiness you seek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are the happiness you seek. Oh my god. You, you are the happiness you seek. <laughs> oh my god. We are the people. Um this there's a portion of the book uh, in the middle here which is question and answer. And I want to, so Which this is question. You are the queen. <laughs> Sorry. I love you. This question is exactly something I would ask him in regards to reality being an illusion. 
meaning separation is an illusion. Mm. So a non-dualist, he's a non-dualist, would say separation is an illusion. It's just another way of saying like we're playing a game. We're putting yeah. on a show for ourselves. We're in a classroom. Yeah. Or, or I've heard him say like, this is God's dream mm. and it's our job to make it as pleasant as possible, to have as much love as possible, whatever mm. it might be. Mm-hmm. So here's the question and then this will be our, our poem if that's okay. I love it. It's, it's very short. Uh, I understand, this is the question. I understand that the sense of separation is an illusion. However, it is such a strong feeling and it seems almost impossible to get rid of it. Mm. This is his answer. Any attempt to get rid of the separate self is predicated on the belief that it exists as such to begin with. Wow. Therefore, in the ultimate analysis, such efforts substantiate its apparent existence. The separate self perpetuates itself by trying to get rid of itself. Yeah. And you're like, wow. excuse me? Right. Is anyone else hearing this? <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're, we're not even into it yet. Trying to get rid of the separate self or ego is like trying to get rid of the snake that we believe is coiled up in the corner of the garage. Mm. Nothing we do to the apparent snake will get rid of it because it is not there to begin with. The snake is simply a mistaken perception of a rope that can only persist as long as the rope is not clearly seen. The ego is like the snake. It is the mistaken perception of our true self, the unlimited presence of awareness. So this is, this is very in line with A Course in Miracles 2. A mistake snake? A mis- <laughs> okay. Sorry. The only thing to do, if you can even call it do, is recognize. that. Yeah. It's just right. look at it. Yeah. Just look at what yourself is mm-hmm. and look at what the ego is. And you go, oh, the ego's. The other example he gives is if you're an actor playing King Lear, mm-hmm. what would John Smith, the actor playing King Lear, have to do to not be King Lear? Yeah. He'd just have to look at what he's doing. Yeah. He'd just go, oh, no, I, <laughs> I must have got carried away. Mm-hmm. Or I saw a rope and I thought it was a snake. Mm-hmm. Just as the snake is an illusion whose seeming existence. Oh, did I? Yeah. 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 yeah no, we're in, well, I'm in the right place. Just as the snake is an illusion whose seeming existence disappears as soon as we see its reality, the rope, so the separate self or ego is an illusion which vanishes as soon as we see its reality, unlimited awareness. Just as the space of the room, this is referencing another example, is the same space as the aware space of the universe, just as the self of King Lear is the same self as the self of John Smith, so the eye of the ego is the same eye as the infinite eye of awareness, the only eye there is. All our thoughts, feelings, activities, and relationships are pervaded by the, se- by the sense of being myself or the sense of I. In other words, each of us bears the memory of our true nature within us all the time. It shines in us as I. So when we say I, what we mean that's always there when, when it's taking the shape of an ego or you're in deep meditation, it's always shining as I, um, yeah, that's all, that's all we really need to say. That, yeah. that thing about the, we get caught up in this idea that there's something to do mm-hmm. and I have to get rid of this ego when yep. he's like, it's like getting rid of a snake in your garage and really all you need to do is look at it and recognize yeah. it's a rope. Yeah. And the course says that too. It's like, there's nothing to do mm-hmm. you can't, you can't be anything other than yourself, capital S self, mm. but you can lose cl- clarity. Mm. You can, you can forget yourself but in 
when when awareness he, Rupert would say clothes itself or colors itself with activities and feelings and and sensations and situations it can forget what it is yeah but we can just slow down and, and go it's so close it's right here I don't know if I how much I've I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast but it's been a while but the book of undoing by there's the yeah, book of undoing Fred. and the book of unknowing I think by Fred Davis but I think I did the book of undoing is like a it's nice to listen to and it's a question answer kind of book like mm-hmm. power of now um and but he it's like him taking people through this process of identifying as pure awareness and so you go through the whole process and I was like laying on the couch in the back house mm, going through it. And I got to do it again. Really. I mean, maybe more than anything really got me there identified as pure awareness. And he calls, I think I'm getting this right. He calls the, like the ego, the small self and your awareness, the big self. And mm. so then I was, it was like chapter one is done. And then chapter two is, the person coming back and saying, I've I had for- it, but I lost, it. I had it, but I lost it. I've forgotten that. And he goes, who is the I in that situation? Yeah. Your small self maybe forgot, but there that's just because by saying I forgot that's you're identified as your small self. You don't have to do anything and, else. And you're using, I forgot as a way of defining yourself. Exactly. I am separate because I am the thing that forgot. Yeah. Straight out of the chorus. It's basically... You forget yourself and and create another self, and then that self for, uh, denies the existence of the self that created it. Right. So really, it was like, if again, if you even call this doing anything, all that needs to be done is you let go of that story of I forgot. <laughs> That's it. That is exactly... You don't try to remember. You don't try to do anything. You just let that I forgot go, which in in practice in the meditation and like a mindfulness practice, that's how that's you get there by going. Oh, I forgot. Okay, that's a thought, thinking, and return back mm-hmm. again and again to the breath or some anchor for here. But you really start realizing. Any story you tell of like, oh, I lost it. Oh, I forgot. I'm not there. This isn't working. That's all thoughts to just be let go of. That's right. That's. And then you're there. You are right on the button for me. <laughs> what, I, what I was reading and, and working with this morning and just trying to let go of that. Like the yearning for it is what's creating the chasm. Mm. And when you stop. And realize it couldn't be any closer. Yeah. Rupert uses the, the uh, we say it all the time, but it's like the screen the movie is projected on. We always forget, mm-hmm. but you are the screen. Yeah. And in your reality, you are the screen. Like right now, you are the screen, not the images on it. And just like how a screen in a movie is not colored or changed or stained by the activities on a screen, so you too are this. He says this, he goes, you're totally defenseless, meaning all of these things just come into you. Mm. Shapes and colors and people and situations and feelings. And he goes, but you're also uh, invincible. Uh, it's like it's, it's both. He goes, wow. just the way a room, the space in a room doesn't, uh, doesn't need to decide to like let something into it. If like a ball <laughs> comes bouncing into a room, right. it doesn't like it's- go like, I will now let this ball. It just... 
it's completely and it's also penetrable. Unaffected by the it's balcony. also unaffectable. Yeah, that's the thing. Unaffected. That's the part of me that I need to get in touch with because I do feel like defenseless and everything gets in. Right. But then I get identified with my small self that gets overwhelmed by that. And it's the same thing as watching a movie mm. and you get so entrapped in the movie that you think you're in danger. That's why you're yeah. clutching the pillow. Yeah. And spiritual, not just Rupert, not just the course would say that's what's happening here mm-hmm. is you are, um, it's, it's squishy. I, I, you're squishy. No, I was going to say <laughs> you're, uh, uh, I want to use the word the course uses cause I don't want to say invincible, but your true self is, is unharmable. I yeah. would say, yeah. but of course anyone would understand why we're like, <laughs> and I, that was the other thing. We're almost out of time here, but like meaning we have to go get Lee, but when I was sick, I, I got sick just for like a couple hours. We didn't yeah. even talk about this. We were on Family Feud. We'll talk about it next time. Oh, yeah. But I tried to order food in the car on the way to the hotel, and I got really car sick. And in that car sickness, I was like, I lost all of this. Like, yeah. So, meaning I couldn't, in pain, remember it which is why we try and get really good at thinking about it when we're not in pain and hopefully it'll carry into those darker moments. I actually think I've, I've thought that before and I think I've shifted now. And I told you this when you were, um, when you were going through that and it goes back to vacation really is, yeah, when you're dysregulated, none of this is helpful. That was another one of my, I wrote that down too. I was like, it's all anxiety. Like everything comes down to anxiety. Right. So <laughs> that's right. And, and or so fear, you could say. just as we were like, you, you've got to rest in order to see clearly. That is true. I don't think it's, I don't think for me, at least it isn't a game of like practicing this and, and really, really having it down at least conceptually so that when my body's in pain, I can conceptually remember it. Yeah. Like when my body's in pain, concepts are completely useless, yeah. useless. So the name of the game then is just to regulate my body, just to take care of myself, to nur- to um, nurture myself and regulate my nervous system. And then I'll see it all clearly. That's right. I love that. That was so, I'm so glad you got that. We, we found a lot of the things we remembered on the trip and I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. And that was huge. Yeah. Cause I was like, when you get regulated, things make sense. And when you, when it's not about thinking thoughts, just what you just said, yeah. try to get your body a little bit calmer. Because also even just the, like thinking about it and everything we just said about it and all the different ways to describe it and all of that. If you want to get to that, it you've got to let all of that go. Well, I'm sitting here frantically flipping through. You are the happiness you see. (laughs) And I get this feeling sometimes with Rupert. I'm like, I know there's all these lines that if you just read them, they just drop you right into yourself. And I was like, yep, that's true. And And everyone listening. They can look them up if they want and have their own experience, but it's not, I'm not burdened to give them that experience. I'm not burdened to give myself that experience. In fact, when I can't think of those quotes, mm-hmm. let them all drop. Who is the eye that can't think of the quotes? That's right. Who and- is the eye that's noticing that I'm afraid? And, and after all that work, mm-hmm. I can't think of one quote 
Mm. Who's the I? Who's the I? Yeah. Who's the I? And who is that I? It's and, and it's not the snake in the garage. That's right. And st- and uh, striving for the perfect thing that's going to put you in the perfect place is your obstacle. Yeah. That that grasping it's also the snake. is the obstacle. The, the snake, the ego would go, if I was spiritual, when I was feeling car sick to the point where I really thought I was like ill. Yeah. Uh, like it lasted for four hours. Yeah. I was like, this. the snake says, see if spirituality worked, you'd be able to conjure up a quote and, and rescue yourself like mm-hmm. a spell. Mm-hmm. So it's another way of just perpetuating right. separation it, yep. and perpetuating and its existence yeah. and going see. And the course would say that the course would say that the ego's favorite tool is uh, sickness, physical sickness. Cause mm-hmm. it goes, what now? Bitch. Like, yeah. it's like, where, where are you now? Mm. And so it's, it's, uh, this is very helpful as usual. Yeah. I have to pee. Well, let's get out of here, Val. All right, baby. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for, everybody for, listening. for listening. We love this. As I said, I, uh, a while ago, I had an unspecified drug experience and I really got emotional loving my, my personality, hmm. loving Pete, loving the, the constellation of thoughts and feelings and perceptions that we call Pete. Yeah. And I, this podcast, specifically, We Made It Weirds, I was like, that's the purest thing I do. And we had a moment on vacation where we were like, who are the people that listen? I know. Who we really you? did have a moment of love for, for you guys where we're like, they, people listen to that? It's like the what most... A special group. Well, yes. And I said they, they're soulmate friends because we're the most us on yes. this podcast. And when we started by talking, I don't even remember, there's something filthy up top and then... Um. Talking about dick and panties and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end here, but I mean... The people that like it, I feel this community and I, and I appreciate it. So thank you to everybody. Yeah, thank you. And keep it crispy.